In our UU literature, is stated, <clears throat> we UUs identify ourselves as loving individuals, capable of providing care and worthy of receiving care. <clears throat> Indeed, the UUA first principle on the back of your order of service promotes and affirms the inherent worth and dignity of every person. And I would add to that, regardless of the circumstances that we all find ourselves in at any point in life. I have learned from Al-Anon that we as individuals tend to act on our instincts when caring for others. That by acting on impulse, we often do not know <clears throat> what is best for those we care about. And that we can act in ways that can hurt rather than help. Al-Anon, which is based on the AA 12 Steps, program is a fellowship of people who are affected by a loved one's drinking or addictive behavior. The support group is also commonly referred to as the Al-Anon family group. I have been a member of Al-Anon because of the effects of alcoholism in my family and drug addiction affecting a number of my friends. Although I no longer live with these addictions in my household, I continue to attend my Al-Anon group regularly as part of my <clears throat> continuing recovery in what is referred to as the family disease, and find that the principles in the Al-Anon program apply to my daily life, especially in my relationships with those that I love and care about. So ask yourself, while you are caring for a loved one, how are you feeling? What is your emotional state? Are you eating and getting enough sleep? How well are you engaging with the rest of your world? For an answer, you might consider yourself first. Taking care of yourself first is not something to be argued, but something to be desired because it all comes down to character. David Brooks writes in his recent book, Road to Character, the essential drama of life is the drama to construct character, which is an engraved set of disciplined habits, a settled disposition to do good. The cultivation of character is a necessary foundation for us to flourish in the world and to do well by others. I have learned much about character by observing it in Al-Anon. This is where I learn about the strengths and vulnerabilities of others and how they cope and struggle with, in this case, the alcoholics and addicts in their lives, while at the same time living happy, productive lives. This morning, I will talk about one of my favorite concepts in Al-Anon and where character applies. It is known as the three A's, awareness, acceptance, and action. Awareness of addiction in a loved one can come on slowly or hit suddenly like a ton of bricks. Awareness is at its height when we are confronted with a challenge we cannot ignore. We can be fearful, angry, hurt, confused, depleted, or any number of feelings that need to be addressed. For example, 
we can feel we can feel shame or be afraid of what is happening to our alcoholic or addict. Taking note of our feelings is a first step in considering what to do next. When this happens, these feelings can be countered with positive feelings such as self-worth, love, and spiritual connectedness. One simple way to increase our awareness is to pause and take deep breaths, a common practice we as a congregation have become familiar with in our worship services. One simple thing not to do is to shut down and isolate. In a reading from Ellen on literature, courage to change. Awareness is so much better for me than closing out feelings, shutting out people, withdrawing from living. No matter how hard the truth is or what the facts are, I prefer to know, look at, and accept this day. With character comes honesty and self-awareness. I can try to distinguish between what is real versus what is ideal and avoid the rush to judgment. I can be prepared to say no when I know deep down in my heart that when my loved one is pleading for a loan, a ride to work, or to rescue them from afar, I need to let them struggle through their own pain and to hopefully understand that their recovery is up to them and not me. I don't want to be an, the enabler or martyr or think that I know what is best without giving the addicted the respect and dignity of working that out for themselves. One of my favorite responses to an addict son who just informed his mother that my car is out of gas and I need to get to work is, what are you going to do about it? But let's be clear here. There is no given. Sometimes recovery happens, sometimes it doesn't, and it is not up to me. I can only take comfort that I did the best I could with what I knew. When we have taken stock of ourselves and begin to understand the challenge that we cannot ignore <clears throat> and are ready to work toward a decision, we find ourselves in the beginning stage of acceptance the second of the three A's, and the key to serenity. The Buddhist solution is where we are, the Buddhist solution to where we are in the moment is to come to terms with the past being gone and the future being different from what we might desire. The third UUA principle promotes acceptance of one another, and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregation. What acceptance is not? Acceptance is not resignation simply giving up. Rather, acceptance opens up to things as they really are so that we can take the next step. Acceptance can be empowering because it makes choice possible. Unforeseen options come available when we can accept what is, what is. In a quote from Thomas Jefferson, for here we are not afraid to follow the truth wherever it may lead. Which allows for adherence to our fourth principle, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. For example, we can accept the idea that alcoholism is an illness, which gives us reason not to be ashamed of it, 
nor fear it. One of the lessons I hear over and over is to respond to a situation rather than react to it, thus reducing the chance of making things worse instead of making them better. So we can start with ourselves. We can listen before starting to think how we are going to respond and before everything is laid out on the table. We can try to remove ourselves from a bad situation as much as possible to see more clearly before acting. Or we may discover that the object of our concern does not need our help and that our worry for them is often more about our own need to be needed. One Al-Anon meme that addresses this goes like this. Codependency is driven by the agreement that I will work harder on your problem and your life than you do. This is not love. Just letting go was the hardest for me. While I am responsible for changing the things I can, I have to let go of the rest if I want peace of mind. Just for today, I will love myself enough to give up a struggle over something that is out of my hands. With character comes humility. I can take myself out of the task at hand, check my sympathies at the door, and exercise patience. I can keep my opinions to myself and allow the cared for the dignity to determine their own lives rather than becoming dependent on me. It's like surrendering to something greater than myself and allowing emotional balance and peace of mind to settle in. The last of the three A's is action. When we implement our decision to confront the challenge that we can't ignore, action can take many forms. Choose to do nothing. Often the alcoholic or addict is asking for or demanding the impossible or is in the throes of dealing with his or her own pain. Action can be in the form of resolution. I didn't choose this the disease of alcoholism, neither did the alcoholic. So I try to behave with compassion for us both. One of the actions I took was to detach with love. I found myself in a position of wanting to offer help that was not wanted. A decision that I had to learn to accept. I had to stand aside, but I was able to do it with love while suffering a sense of loss at the same time. Detaching with love meant that I could hate the disease, yet feel compassion for the alcoholic. I could let her know that I loved her even though I didn't like the actions she was taking. Action can take the form of setting boundaries. An example of this might be, if you want to come visit me, you cannot drink in the house while saying at the same time, that I would really love to have you. Finally, there's just listening. No solutions, no promises, just listening to give the afflicted the chance to tell their story and express their pain and to give yourself the time to take in the information before deciding what to do next. When I have decided the next action, I can take assurance in knowing that having courage allows me to make mistakes. It allows me to make decisions with compassion. 
It allows me to be afraid. Nelson Mandela once said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Oliver Wendell Holmes put it another way. Courage is about doing what you're afraid to do. Have the courage to act instead of react. Courage to act takes character. David Brooks again in his book, Road to Courage, says that by building character over time, I can reach a stage of stability and practice resilience to deal with the next crisis. Finally, while practicing the three A's, there is love. None of us can do it alone. The bottom line is this. The world certainly needs you, not as a fixer, but simply as a thriving, loving person. Let your life be an example for others, and you'll be able to take care for others while caring for yourself. Blessed be, let it be. Please stand.